Welcome to the Value Driven Brand Podcast, where you'll learn insights on how to communicate with authenticity, deliver genuine value, and create a memorable experience across your entire customer journey, helping your business become the sought-after leader in your industry. I'm your host, Aileen Day. Now, on to the show. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Value Driven Brand Podcast. I am your host Aileen Day. Today I am so grateful to be joined with one of my wonderful mentors and uh, it's been a privilege to be uh, in her uh, in her circle and I want to have everybody learn about this wonderful woman today. Uh, Yvette Harrant, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it is absolutely my privilege and everybody listening today will absolutely come out thinking the same thing. Now, for those of you who don't know who Yvette is, um, Yvette is the um, most amazing human. Uh, she is the grief support coach and uh, there's a little bit of a journey on how she came to become the grief support coach. Now, I could read her bio and it starts off like, you know, a lot of bios in the sense of, uh, you know, she got into sports and nutrition and, and sports science and nutrition, um, began her career working in the health and fitness industry like lots of us have or do, not me because I'm allergic to health and fitness. Uh <laughs> And that led her onto her personal training business, which, you know, is a fantastic start into in business leadership. Uh, and then she became really aware of the mindset and the importance around mindset and uh, psychology and how those things really can impact our life. And she went on to become a certified life coach in 2012, long before it was cool, mate. <laughs> so, but then some like pretty heavy shit happened and everything changed. What happened? You tell us the next part of that story. What happened? Uh, the end of October, 2015, uh, my husband was diagnosed with a cancer. So that just completely upended our life. Um, as it does uh, for, for anyone that's confronted with that kind of uh, news. And we had 19 months with him with treatment and then uh, he passed away. And so at that point, we'd been together for 24 years. Our girls were 12 and 16. So it was just life was where I could never have imagined it would be. And it certainly wasn't the picture or the vision that I had for my life moving forward. And so mm. that then became the sort of the whole uh, grief uh, journey and healing, you know, for myself. And so, my girls, and yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned you have uh, two daughters, and how mm -hmm. old were they when Luke passed away? Yeah, they were twelve and sixteen. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and how old are they now? They are fifteen and nineteen. Oh, 15. So, he, so he passed away. Yeah, so three years ago, just on three years ago, he passed away. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a tough. Uh, it's been a tough journey. Mm. So what? in that journey got you to where you are today? I think because I was already in the coaching space, already in personal development, that 
I was very aware in that context of how I was processing and going through that journey of my own. And there was an assumption, I think, by a lot of people that I would automatically go into grief coaching, but I didn't want anything to do with that. <laughs> I was like, I do not want to go into that space. And then I got to the point where, um, probably two years after uh, Luke passed away, so this is last year, and uh, it, uh, it, somebody asked me, and it was, just a, it was just a yes, and it was a time to go into that space. And what I found in my journey was that there, as a culture, we do not tend to do grief and loss and death and dying very well. And there are many myths and misconceptions and misinformation that actually make people's journey through that more um, more difficult and more challenging. And so I felt that what I learned I could then use to help other people so that, you know, the experience doesn't limit us in our life. We can actually use it as a platform to actually expand our lives in in incredible ways and, and live a bigger, bolder, better, happier, more joyful life because of what we've been through. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you who might not really comprehend what grief coaching even looks like, you know, what, what does it what does it look and feel like for someone going through yeah. grief to be coached through it? Yeah, I think the first thing to understand you know, in that journey is understanding grief itself and understanding that it is normal. The feelings that we're feeling are perfectly normal and there's nothing wrong with us. And one of the very first things that I do with clients is actually teaching them how to feel. Because again, as a culture, we are taught to distract and to move away from pain and discomfort rather mm -hmm. than fitting in it. And so learning how to feel emotions first you know we can't feel better unless you have the feeling part first so feeling through those feelings and then just navigating um the mindset and psychology around all of those things when it comes to grief and loss and then working through that and then creating a vision of what life looks like on the other side because we really tend to have a big identity shift when we've our life has been this way for so long and all of a sudden it's not that anymore and who am i moving forward what does my life look like moving forward so it's creating that sort of vision and what life looks like, you know, moving through grief and um, and I guess the journey on the other side. And I find it fascinating, especially, you know, where we're in the thick of 2020 and, uh, you know, if someone ordered 2020 in a restaurant, they'd probably send it back, let's mm -hmm. be honest. <laughs> Well, we all ordered it. We all ordered it before 2020 with these grand visions of what 2020 was going to be like. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, for a lot of us, it's actually been one of those dishes that um, were, you know, once you actually tasted it, you're like, oh, actually, I could do something with this. This isn't so bad. But for a lot of us, it actually has become... Um, it nearly has become like something has died in, inside of us. And mm. I think people's comprehension of what grief has meant to them in the past has shifted. And, and how do you see that, that shift this year? Yeah, it's such an important point because so often we think grief is just about death, but it's not. Mm. I mean, that, that's, I guess when we think about grief, that's probably the most difficult um, experience that we can have but grief is with any kind of loss or change in our life and we are going through massive amounts of grief globally right now because of so many losses that we're feeling like we're experiencing loss of income loss of employment loss of freedom loss of certainty loss of communication and connection with people in person and it's not just local it is global and mm. and so it's but I think 
because we don't acknowledge it as being grief, we don't then give ourselves permission to feel it as that. And that's why it's so important to actually name it and call it what it is. And it is grief. It is absolutely grief. And we need to be able to give ourselves permission to sit in those feelings and, and feel them and be okay with them without the judgment or the comparison, which can sometimes come with grief as well. You've mentioned it uh, a couple of times when you say sit in the grief. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? What what does that look like when I sit yeah. in the grief? Yeah, it could be anything. It could be messy, ugly, all of those things. But what it means is whatever the feelings are I'm having in that moment, that I don't run from them. I don't distract from them. I literally sit myself in that space and just allow myself to feel whatever that is. Because your feelings and the feelings that come with grief are energy. I mean, all of our emotions are energy. And when we don't allow ourselves to feel that, that energy stays trapped and then we start stacking and you get, you know, um, unresolved grief and which can lead to a whole other host of issues. So it, sitting in it means feeling it, feeling the pain, feeling the discomfort. And it's hard. Like it is hard. Uh, yeah. But that that is the path to actually being able to move through that pain and discomfort um it's it's you can't we can't navigate grief and move through grief and learn from grief unless we're prepared to sit in it and allow ourselves to feel the feelings Mm. yeah one of my first experiences with um being told to sit in it was uh (laughs) at a at a recent business uh accelerator program of which we are members with k2 Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a little bit of an emotional meltdown and uh, there was the rule that whilst you sat in it, you were also not allowed to be comforted or comfort the person Mm -hmm. feeling those emotions. Mm -hmm. What happens when when you go to comfort somebody who needs to sit in what's happening with themselves? Yeah. So often when we go to comfort somebody, it's actually not about the other person. We make it about ourselves because we're uncomfortable with their feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to feel better because I'm really not comfortable with what you're going through right now, you know? Um, And that's why it's important that, you know, sometimes we can minimize people's experience. It's like saying, if you're sitting in it and I come and hug you or put my hand on you, it's almost saying it's, it's okay. You don't have to feel that way. Mm. But the point is that you do need to feel what you're feeling and we don't want to distract from that. We don't want to tell you you can stop feeling like that right now because I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, we need to just sit and be not comforted, just marinate ourselves in it because the thing is it will pass. It Once we allow ourselves to feel it, that energy will pass. And 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 the more we sit in it and experience that, the more we the more we get we learn, we get to know that that that's how that process works. Yeah, I love that. I must say the first time I experienced it, I felt truly uncomfortable. I hated (laughs) sitting there watching grown men cry and grown women cry and not being able to do anything about it and not being able to Mm -hmm. subdue them or help them. And then Mm -hmm. when it happened to me and I started crying and I was like, why is no one hugging me? (laughs) I need love. Love me, God damn it. And then I realised that they were so right that, you know, in time that emotion does pass and rather than pushing mm-hmm. it back down inside you, you yeah. actually let it out and it goes. And you're like, yeah. oh, wow, I actually think I needed that. 
You don't realize and, and, until it's done. No, and when someone uh, goes to hug you or distract you, you're halfway through feeling that emotion and then you get distracted from it. So the emotion doesn't get to be ex- expressed or experienced and so it just it goes back down again. Yeah, so you need to be left alone. <laughs> Such an interesting interesting concept mm. and, and one yeah. that I can absolutely attest to works a treat for, you know, me personally. I am a good bottler upper Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sitting in it. Not anymore though. Not anymore though. I yeah, let it out. You have, a, you have a different story now. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I do the same for others now, including including mm. my own son. You know, I used to be the first to jump on him and give him a hug and and go, it's okay, mm. baby, it's okay. And now, you know, when he when he has those moments, I actually sit away from him and just let him have that mm. moment. And um, yeah. And I find that it has worked for him in the sense of we used to have to go back and revisit those feelings quite consistently. And now these days, Mm. you know, I let him have his moment and it's just like, all right, now I can shake it off back to resilient nine-year-old, you know. Love that. Yeah, love it, love it. And and the beauty of that as well is that we, because when stuff feels really hard, it can feel like we actually can't, we can't cope with it. We can't deal with it. It feels too hard. But the more we allow ourselves to be in it and feel it and let the, the feelings just follow through to the end, the more we build that confidence of, okay, this feels really bad right now, but I know because of what happened last time that I was able to feel this and get through it. So I know I can get through it this time. So build your own confidence with being able to manage and feel those emotions as well. Yeah. So they can feel, it can feel really scary when they're big, hard emotions it can feel like you are suffocating it can feel like you can't move yeah exactly so that's great I love that especially at the moment yeah (laughs) deep breaths deep breaths now I totally get it this is the value-driven brand podcast and in the Mm value-driven brand podcast I love talking to my guests about how they go about or recommend that we as mere mortals, as human beings, as business owners, as leaders in our lives um, can go and create our own value-driven brand. And sometimes that brand might be your business and sometimes that brand, like today, might be your human self because sometimes great business is only great when you are great. So, Before the show, Yvette and I had a bit of a chat about what are some of the tactics that she would recommend. And one of the ones that I really, really loved, there was was a bunch, but we picked a few, was to add value and educate about teaching people about grief and loss. So from a day-to-day basis and for those listening in, and especially in the current climate that we're in, um, what does that look like? How do we tactically teach and educate people about grief and loss? Yeah, I think going back to the point that grief is not just about death. Mm. It's any kind of loss or change, you know, in people's lives. And all of us in every day, any point in time, can be experiencing any kind of loss or change. And so I think it's really important when you are in a business perspective, when you have team, you being able to understand just because somebody hasn't lost somebody doesn't mean they're not going through really deep, profound emotional experiences because of other loss and change going on in their life. And so 
when we understand that, we, we tend to then not minimise their experience because that can be the other side. We minimise people's experiences and our culture tends to be, you know, just get on with it, you'll be right, keep busy, all of that. But being able to meet people where they're at, being able to offer them compassion and understanding and a space, a safe space where they can come and talk about how they feel, mm. that in itself um, will have a flow and effect uh, either way, in a positive or negative way. If we allow the space, it can create a very you know, positive experience. But if we don't allow that compassion, that space and uh, that understanding, I mean, we can then get unresolved grief and those issues will show up in stress and anger and all other parts of our lives, which then impact, you know, within the workplace as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, from a leadership point of view or and, and let's be quite uh, lateral about leadership, leadership in my mind, you could be a parent. You could be the head of a family. You could, you know, you could be the oldest child of, you know, of, of six. You know, <laughs> second, second oldest, fine, we won't get into semantics. <laughs> but, you know, there's there's opportunities to be a leader in, in so many Everywhere. different applications in life that people look up to you. And if you're in a position to understand yourself what grief looks mm-hmm. like, and how to cope with it, then the benefit to the people around you, and I would inst- I would definitely say if you are a business owner, that you employ these tactics for your team because to understand implicitly what your team are experiencing from a grief point of view, I, I can't even it's put it into words. Yeah, it's humanity. It's a full spectrum of what we experience as human beings. Mm. And it is it is life and it's an inherent part of life. And again, back to what I said before about our, our culture, uh, you know, we fall into those traps of myths and misconceptions, which means that we don't fully understand grief and loss and what that even looks like or how to then deal with it. And and so to educate ourselves on what that is and what it looks like and how to best support people, that's like a huge difference. Like it's, yeah. it's like understanding how to breathe because yeah. that's how, because that's how, you know, common and, and how much part of life grief and loss is. Mm, how fundamental. The other yeah. thing that you talked to me about was the intention to serve and make a difference. What does that look like when we're talking about tactically putting that into place in our own business and in our own life? Yeah. To me, that's about making it about the person and the individual with the intention always to serve. What does that person need right now? How can I best serve them? And with you know, how we interact with that person and how we understand and show compassion for that person is then going to impact what happens in the rest of their life, how they are when they go home, how they interact with their family. Mm. And, you know, making a difference in a positive way or a negative way is going to have implications either way. And so it's not just about us in this moment. It's about, okay, how I show up now is going to then impact everything that happens after this, whether it's at yeah. home, whether it's at work, in, in whatever that looks like. And if you're in a position where you are a leader and you have people that are on your team, you know, I think that you also have an obligation to be able to show up and be able to understand these things on a deeper level to be able to offer the support you can, you know, to your team. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Now, the uh, the real piece of resistance for me that really got me uh, was meeting people where they're at 
What does that mean and what does that look like? Yeah, look, this is a huge one. And I guess when it comes to what I do, it's always about meeting people where they're at, like without having any judgment or expectation, which can be so present when it comes to grief and loss. Mm-hmm. Again, we connect back to what the myths and misconceptions are. People expect you to be a certain way or not be a certain way. And we get judged either way. And, you know, meeting people where they're at and understanding what they need right now in that moment without judgment without expectation and you know that again allows a safe space because many people will not be open they will not be honest they won't interact and say what's going on in their life because of the fear of being judged and Mm. um i think i've given the example before where you know so many of our population don't go to the gym because they think they have to be fit first before they go to the gym and we use that that same analogy and that is you know allow people just to be however they are in that moment and meet Mm. them where they're at and then move forward with them from that position rather than a position of judgment and expectation of where you think they should be because that is what will create a safe space for people to be open and honest um, and vulnerable with how they're feeling yeah and I think if you're in a position to uh have someone feel safe enough where they can be open and transparent and vulnerable with you. Mm. That wow. is some magic, magic gold. stuff it's right gold. there. Yeah. And from a team perspective, to be able to have that kind of relationship with people um, from a work perspective, what, what they will give back to you in return, I, I think is immeasurable. Yeah. yeah. I talk a lot about customer loyalty, but one of the things that people uh, tend to not consider is that your team is your first line customer. And mm-hmm. when you can have that human relationship with them and, and I know a lot of people say, Oh, you know, you shouldn't, shouldn't get too close to your team and you're the leader. And, and, and in aspects of that, I agree, but I also think that a great leader knows how to be a great human or at least is on the path to learning and evolving to become a great human to yes. to then, you know, as you said, have that filter through to the people that they're around um, and Absolutely. meeting people where they're at. I, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and humanity is what connects us all because we are all obviously human um but as humans you know we are we we crave connection doesn't matter how high up you are doesn't matter how many people that you have at the end of the day we all want human connection and there are so many barriers already set up in our social structure Mm. the more we can break those down and just create spaces where people can be open and honest i think like it's limitless as to what you can then get from your team yeah absolutely communication is key Mm. thank you so much they are some fantastic points now if you are interested especially in the current uh business landscape that we are experiencing not just here in melbourne but all over the country all over the globe um what's the best way for them to what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you yvette sure Social media is the best place. So Facebook, um, <laughs> Yvette Tarrant and Yvette Tarrant, the grief uh, support coach, and also on Instagram, yvette.tarrant.coach. Awesome. Now, uh, for those of you listening in who want to get more information, you can visit the website valuedrivenbrand.com and all of Yvette's socials are going to be up on there as well as um 
this podcast for you to listen to over and over again and help your own personal brand learn what it means to deal with grief. And most certainly if it is available for one-on-one coaching, if you uh, feel like that is something that could support you in your current journey, as well as maybe your team and helping them get that momentum that they need to learn and understand that what they're feeling is completely normal but there are most certainly tactics and and coping mechanisms to help them through what they're feeling. Um, All of that information will be available on valuedrivenbrand.com as well. Now, before I let you go, Yvette, uh, I have this fun little thing uh, where I get all of my guests to tell me one song that pumps them up no matter what's going on. (laughs) Now, um, hilariously enough, I'm going to dob you in. Yvette didn't give me a song. She said (laughs) that she had too many to choose from and couldn't make a choice. So before we started filming today, recording today, we got through her playlist and she did choose one song. Which song was it, Yvette? It was Sia Alive, and there's a bit of backstory behind that, but it's um, if you want to hear that, I can tell you. But um, it is what's Sia the backstory? Look, the backstory is that that was a song that at, at, at a point in time after my husband died, that that was a song I just connected to because it reminded me that yes, I am still alive, I am still here, I'm strong, I'm kick ass, and I can do whatever I need to do. So, it is definitely a song that uh, it does connect to my heart, yes. Now you're gonna get me all teary. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. My nose and eyes are tingling. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I love that. And we're we're all still alive and we have to learn not learn. We have to remember to remember that and remember just to live. Because we don't know when our time will be up. So let's just live it while we can. Never a true word spoken. Now, you might not be aware of this, but all of my guests who uh, tell me which song it is that pumps their jam uh, and gets them ready for anything, every song is being compiled into a special playlist for all of our listeners to get on and get on board with and make sure that at any point in time, no matter how they're feeling, they have got the best tracks from the experts, wide, local, far, near and abroad to make sure that at any stage they are pumped and ready for anything as well. So I want to thank you for your contribution to that. It's so important to me to um, be able to help everybody listening uh, find other ways to, you know, get their get their jam on, and yeah, nice. uh, music is definitely one of the ways I love doing it. So I'm sure there's plenty of people that share our passion. So thank you so much. Thank you for being with me today. Thank you for uh, all of your insights and your experience and sharing your absolutely amazing humanity with us today. It is always my privilege and um i wish you all the best and for anyone listening on that wants to learn more don't forget to uh hook into the website and check out everything yvette's got going on thank you yvette tarrant the grief coach thank you for having me thank you so much for having me have a great day thanks for listening to the value driven brand podcast with your host aileen day 
Is your business struggling to become known as the sought after leader in your industry? Access our value-driven brand quiz and special three-part podcast series to identify the gaps and what you need to focus on first. Go to www.valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. That's valuedrivenbrand.com forward slash podcast series. Tune in next time where we discuss more ideas on how you can deliver your own value-driven brand.